Welcome to the Power 5 Fight. It's your boy George Reister with your boy Jawad Powers per the usual. Uh, you guys, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure that you guys download the Power 5 Fight. Tell a friend about the Power 5 Fight. The best damn college football podcast in all the land. The season's getting ready to heat up. Training camps have opened up. Trash talk is on max. Like yesterday, I tweeted out good morning to everybody except for Jawai Powers and the entire Auburn fan base who has been talking trash and they're going to get beat down by Oregon. But uh, today we are going to cover this is like our preview show, you know, our prediction show for who wins the conference and who wins the national championship. And, of course, it will happen exactly the way that we say it because we are the experts. Jawad's even out in Tampa with Bruce Arians learning to be a coach, getting the inside information on how they talk about the players, man. Oh, yeah. This is inside information. This is – man, listen. If, if, if you're listening out there and you want to be a coach, um, you're going to have to be – be willing to make some tough decisions, but I encourage you to please just judge the players based on their football play. Don't bring the other stuff to the table because this stuff is crazy. Uh, seeing it from the inside out now and uh, seeing like certain reasons why certain coaches don't like players. It's uh, some of it's funny and some of it is just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe uh, we're about to cut this guy because of this. <laughs> It's crazy. Like, there's a lot of personal feelings that go into coaching. And yeah. I've noticed that. And one of the most, well, the two most, like, I would say the two greatest abilities that people can have in life are number one, availability. Of course. Because if, you, if you're not available, you can be uh, Tom Brady. If you are injured, you know, I mean, uh, Pat, I mean, any quarterback on the bench is better than you at that point because he's available. Yeah. Um, Peyton Manning got cut by the Colts. I mean, his neck couldn't get right. He couldn't get healthy. They give him a timeline, then boom, he's cut. You know, so you got to be healthy to be on the field. That's the only way you can make the make the team. You know that old saying, can't make the club in the tub. Oh, yeah. And the second most important ability, not just in football and sports, is but in life, likability, dude. If people True. like you, they will, you know, they'll bend over backwards for you. They'll do things for you that they wouldn't necessarily do for other people. So, you know, so you, you don't want to be fake because people see through that. But if people genuinely like you because you're a good person, you know, you you may get a second chance, a third chance. That, you know, yeah, I mean, we've, maybe we've other both seen it. <laughs> we've both seen it in the NFL for sure. You know, it might be one coach that just like a guy or doing a favor for a guy. And, you know, you're looking like, how did he even make this roster like why is he here you know so yep. uh i mean you got to play both sides of the card you got to be a good player but if someone likes you i mean that could save you too <laughs> that's for sure and but but we want to get into the the preview show the top four how the committee does this but we wanted to start out too when we were doing the predictions when we were talking about who we were going to pick all this stuff i'm sitting here like I was again enraged already at the fact that there are power five conference. There are five of them, but there are only four playoff spots. It, it, it just, it just boggles the mind. I mean, and you have so many coaches now who are behind the idea of expansion of the playoffs. I know they have to wait till a couple more years until the sponsors are done and then try to uh, revamp the deal with ESPN and all that. But it, it is asinine that you could have one of the five, the top five conferences and somebody is left out of the playoff. Like, yeah, this it, Mac I mean, it don't make sense. It, it does not make sense. You got four playoff spots, but you got the power five conferences. So. You mean to tell me the best team <laughs> that wins uh, whatever conference? Let's just say, you know, there was the Texas wins the Big 12. Um, but you got Oregon winning the Pac-12. You got Auburn winning the SEC. And you got Clemson winning the ACC. Um, like, how, how do you even justify that 
either of those teams are not worthy of being in the final playoffs playoff spot. I mean, it, it definitely should be more than one one more than four playoff spots uh, to begin to begin with. Oh, and then when you consider the like, it would be different if these people, if the schools were all playing a bunch of non-conference games against each other. But when you look at the fact that in the Big Ten, the Big Ten, Big 12, and Pac-12 all play 10 or more Power 5 games. Some of them play 11. Like Stanford plays 11. uh, I'm sorry, uh, Purdue, Boston College, West Virginia, and Stanford all play 11 Power 5 games. And then you got in the ACC – only five teams play 10 or more power five teams. And then in the SEC, only three teams play 10 power five games. And you're just like, how on earth is the committee supposed to make sense of all this when, uh, when especially in the ACC and the SEC, these teams are judged against themselves. So it puts the committee in an, I think in an impossible situation and it's unfair to, to to college football fans with getting bad games and it's unfair to the to the teams that don't get in and the conferences that don't get in the playoffs. No, nah, you're right. I mean, I, I totally agree. We disagree on a lot, my friend, but I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree with you on that. That's why we're both a fan of how Notre Dame goes about uh, goes by. It. I mean, they play everybody essentially. You know, they play a yep. brutal schedule. So whenever Notre Dame is in that, oh, they're a one loss team or they went undefeated, it shouldn't even be a question if they deserve it because <laughs> you know they went through the gauntlet for real with the schedule that that they, that they do every year. Yeah, I think the solution though has to be eight teams, because okay. because you put in all five Power Five champions, because then you put a premium on winning your conference. So so yes, so like a few years ago when Auburn beats Alabama, they should get in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. if you win right. the play, if you win your conference, that should matter. Because yeah. because they'll say, oh, the best team didn't win the conference. No, actually, the best team did win the conference because they jumped through all the necessary hoops and they won the games that mattered. The team nah. that didn't, didn't. You can be as talented as you want to be. And then you put in the highest ranked a group of five teams. So could be Houston, could be Memphis, could be Boise State, could be UCF. So there's representation right. there because they've proven – that in a playoff type format or a bowl game type format that they can win games against the big boys. Okay. Um, And then you put in two at large bids. So then you can put in those quote unquote, Oh, this team was better. They just didn't win. Put essentially the the one lost teams, the one lost teams. Yep. Put, put those dudes in who didn't win the conference that slipped up when they shouldn't have slipped up, put them in. And now you got a full playoff there's nothing to argue about. There's nothing to argue about because there is a metric to get in. Win your conference. And then you don't have to worry about or debate about an at-large bid or what was fair, who got snubbed. No, just win your conference. You know what would be cool? All right, let's just say the NBA Finals. You know, you play you know, two games at home, then you go on the road for two games. You know how they do the home-at-home home thing. What if in the playoffs – like depending on your seed, depending that means that it can be at your home stadium or not. Like how Ooh, how do you think that would impact, that would be crazy? Like oh, oh man, we got Lord. the first round of the playoffs. It's Oregon and Georgia at Oregon, you know, and then the oh. second round we got you know Georgia and Clemson at Cle- like it would make even more of a national story and be like man they went to Clemson they went to Georgia and they yep. went, you know just those type stories I, I don't know why that just popped in my head but I thought, dude that, I thought that is cool. ingenious <laughs> that is ingenious I and and I do want to give Alabama some some credit though I, I I didn't I didn't want to forget to do this. I want to give Alabama some credit. They scheduled a you home. You are an Alabama hater. Let's just throw that out there for our listeners, our new listeners out there. If if you <laughs> want to know who this guy is, he is an SEC, particularly Alabama hater. All right, go ahead. No, I'm I'm not a hater. I'm a, I'm a truther. 
I'm a person that does not <laughs> that does not subscribe to propaganda and media oh, doctrine. Propaganda? Yes, propaganda. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am not a I am like like my men, like my mentals cannot be my thoughts are independent. They cannot be bought. They they are backed up by facts. Just like where where oh, I just said, man. they don't they don't play 10 power five games you know that's it these are empirical this is empirical data like i'm not coming up with this stuff (laughs) i get called a hater but i'm not coming up with this stuff off the top of my head it is just i'm taking the data that is there and i'm not being swayed by a quote-unquote eye test no i'm looking at the data and i'm saying look here is what it what it is there's nothing to argue about that's funny. All right, we can go back to your point now. Yeah. See how you just went on that SEC rant right there, guys? See, <laughs> they're gonna be more on my spot, my side now. They're gonna be watching for that. No that was a setup. No, they, I mean it's just it's just the truth, Gerard. It's just the truth because SEC people are like, I mean, they listen to Feinbaum. They won't let any. <laughs> they won't let any. They won't let common sense get in the way of their argument. It's just the truth. They're like, we're we're just better because we're the SEC. We're just better. I'm telling you, Paul. Um, that's burned that's that's poison the tree, Paul. Oh my gosh. Paul Feinbaum opened the door for all these other radio guys out there that get call in from their fans and let them go crazy. You need to thank the SEC for that. There's a oh. lot of y'all out there benefiting off of SEC, all right? So let's the, just throw that out oh, there. Y'all oh, are oh, benefiting oh. off of um, the SEC. Stop it, dude. The SEC is benefiting from Alabama. I've already said it that (laughs) that that if I were Alabama, I would charge the rest of the SEC rent. Either that or I or I would go be an independent and leave them there floundering all by themselves. I get it. Alabama has won a lot of national championships the past 10, 12 years, but so has a lot of other teams in the SEC before Bama got started. And a couple of those, if Bama didn't win it, well, one, LSU would have won one because, you know, it wasn't an SEC was national so, championship. W- w- the which second was time, so Georgia would have won one. Um, I mean, so it still would have been in the SEC. I this mean, is, we're just that good. It, I mean, no, you know, Auburn no, been the one and lost one. So you just how, can't say my Auburn Tigers are not, you know, one of the top teams, top programs in the country as well. You need to start oh, putting some respect on our name a little bit, just like y'all chasing up. SC. SC's been terrible the last five, six years, and y'all still don't got the respect y'all deserve at Oregon. People still are going to SC over Oregon. No, All right, actually, so y'all got actually, a long that way to go. That not happen anymore. That, <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I know. I heard. I saw it. Oregon happen. is yeah. doing yeah. pretty damn good in yeah, recruiting exactly. nowadays. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with an SEC model. So, I mean, you're benefiting off the SEC. You see how that works? When, <laughs> when, when people do things right. I mean, just like – the uh the SEC copied Oregon in their locker room uniforms all this stuff you got uh, historically i mean you got LSU oh. who who's copying i mean who like all of a not, sudden wants to, to come with the alternative uniforms there, and all that not to change the subject there was a coach today in Tampa that said Oregon don't have nothing on Clemson's facilities i and have not he, I haven't seen Clemson, but he's starting that. They said that Oregon made, I mean, Clemson made their football players like a wiffle ball field, like a full wiffle ball field in their uh, football facility. They do have a slide, too. They do have a slide. Yeah, from the second floor down. Like, if you don't want to take the steps, you could just hop on a slide to go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Somebody said that. Somebody said I didn't know if that was true, but, uh, yeah. They... they do have a like an amusement park there and 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 a, and a bunch of other <laughs> non football pertinent you know non non football functional things you know i mean i mean they probably could have found a way to you know put that money in an annuity for the players or something but you know but it, it's it, it, instead we'll, we'll we'll just make some nice bells bells and whistles they probably put a uh they they uh, probably put a chapel in there too for Dabo to lead. Um, oh uh, my gosh! <laughs> for, for him church. to lead oh Bi- Bible gosh. study on the weekend. Uh, they they probably do, and that's why they yeah. got the players that they got. Yeah, which which I'm not <laughs> knocking that part of it because I'm I I'm a church going fellow myself. But uh, but <laughs> let's start with the ACC with the predictions for the ACC. Uh, last year, this is a conference that 
you know, I mean, it was a two-team race, really. Well, actually, it was really a one-team race with Clemson because they went undefeated. Call it what it is. (laughs) Yeah, but they only had one other team finish in the top twenty-five, and that was Syracuse. Syracuse, Mm -hmm. Dino Babers, he did a really good job. They're losing their quarterback. NC State's not going to be a threat. Boston College is not going to be a threat in the athlete in the Atlantic Division. The only team in terms of talent-wise that is anywhere close to Clemson is Florida State. And I don't see them putting up a fight. Do you? Man, they said that um, recruiting sites are making profiles for Florida's Florida State's commitments nowadays. There's no way Florida State's going to put up a fight if you don't. Like nobody even know who is committing to their schools. Um, Clemson, <laughs> Clemson, in the Atlantic Division, do not have anybody on paper that will threaten them. But like me and you both know during the season, just like last year when Syracuse almost got them, you know, stuff happened, stuff happens during the season. And I'm pretty sure they'll have a, you know, a close uh, call or two, but on paper, I mean, they should run away with this like pretty easily. Well, the, well, well, the truth of it is, is that even when you look at if Clemson loses a game, Right. Mm-hmm. So Clemson has on their schedule because remember to win the conference, you only have to win your conference games. So they got right. George, so they got Georgia Tech. Then they got Texas A&M, which does not count in the rankings. I mean, in the conference rankings, they play at Syracuse, Charlotte at North Carolina, Florida State at Louisville, Boston College, Wofford at NC State and Wake Forest. And then at South Carolina, which doesn't count either. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, even if Clemson does get tripped up in a conference game, like let's say at Syracuse, which they almost lost last year. Right. Uh, yep. Um, then like there's nobody else to even contend still. Like who, who's going to lose? Who in the ACC is going to then go undefeated? You know what I mean? Like so Clemson could lose nah, a game I'm and still you. win the conference. So who, who? Yeah, they can lose the game and still win the conference by two or three games. Yeah, who do you who do you have coming out of the coastal side of the ACC? I I have Virginia coming out of the coastal, and the um, really after I was you know doing my research on it and, and looking at it, I mean Virginia is going to have some battles, obviously. Uh, but just looking at that division, man, and and knowing what Miami is going through with the new coach um, and players transferring left and right, and it's just not the, where it used to be. And Pitt, you just never know. Sometimes they, you know, might sneak up on somebody or whatnot. Virginia Tech was you. I grew up a Virginia Tech fan, uh, and they they're, they. I want to say Virginia Tech. Um, has I forget the number of game losing streak game that they got going on. Uh, no, they got like a 17 game win streak versus Virginia. And I think this is a year that uh, Virginia kind of breaks that cycle a little bit and they're going to come out of it uh, in the coastal division. Well, the only thing about Virginia Tech this year is that they're going to have a little bit of motivation because their defensive coordinator is retiring this year. Yep. He's a legend. Yeah, so they may have a little bit of emotional hype around them, kind of. And if they get rolling early in the season, then they could pose a threat because they their first, I mean, like their first four games are at Boston College, Old Dominion, then Furman, then they have a bye week, and then they play Duke, and then they finally get a game against Miami. Then they play Rhode Island. Like this, like this season is set up for them to. To start out, so let's say they do play well. And, I mean, their only tough game is October 5th against Miami, at Miami, and then they got Rhode Island after that. Like, they could literally start off the season 6-0, and and you know that momentum builds. And I I was going to pick – Get going. Yeah, I was going to pick them to win the, the Coastal, but, like, I, I just got to go with – I think that Manny Diaz is going to get something going with Miami's offense because last year they had one of the best defenses in the country, very talented team, but their offense was just hot garbage. I mean, it was right. It was a hot ass mess. Like, and they've gone so far as to, uh, you know how M- Miami invented the turnover chain, and yeah. so now they're going to have a touchdown chain apparently. 
Oh my gosh, they should have just left it with the turnover chain. Their offense was so damn bad they need a t- and they need a touchdown, Jay. <sighs> like that's. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that is. And if you're well, maybe it'll work. Yeah, and, but if you're a defensive player and you score, do you then get both chains though? Mm, good question. And that might be motivation. Yeah. Be the first player to get a picture with a turnover chain and a touchdown chain. Oh, uh, because uh, if you get a pick six. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got a you got a uh, touchdown chain and a turnover chain. Now imagine them Florida boys out there, two chains on. I mean, because mind you, they have a real chain with <laughs> they got a couple hundred thousand dollar chain. And then with the and then you know they're gonna be flashing them golds too, boy. They gonna be them golds and them dreads gonna be hanging. They gonna be lit. <laughs> oh man! So I can't wait. That'll be great. I can't wait for their ESPN game. Yeah. I know they're gonna have a prom oh, yeah. game. They gonna be lit. Yep. So I got Clemson and Miami in the ACC championship, and you got Clemson and Virginia. Who wins? Clemson wins and uh, Trevor Lawrence don't play the fourth quarter. Oh, dude. <laughs> Listen, I would love to argue against that. <laughs> I would love to argue against that. But there's, I mean, there is no combat for that. That's just the truth, dude. Man, that's the truth. Him and Justin Ross have hats on and sunflower seeds in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. Dude, do you know what I saw earlier today? which was absolutely asinine. I saw it on this um, on this Twitter account called CFB Kings. It's, it's okay. called CFB Kings. And the tweet was about the best players in each conference. And I was like, dude, the, they have gone full. I was like, and this was according to Bleacher Report. And they named the best players in each conference. And I was just like, dude, these people have gone full Alex Jones. Like, (laughs) I was like, Bleacher Report has gone full Alex Jones. Because here is what here is what they said. The best player in the ACC, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, I can I I can swing that best player in the ace in the SEC to attack of a lower. I, I mean, I would imagine there are maybe. Yeah, I would imagine there yeah, are right. some defensive players that got something to say about that, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Here, here, here is where the madness starts. They said the best player in the Big Ten is Justin Fields. What? Yes. This this How, the, the, the guy played thirty seven snaps last year. <laughs> How in the world can somebody say that that's the best player in the Big Ten? He haven't even he haven't even had his first camp scrimmage yet, bro. I I was absolutely floored when I saw that. I was like, bro, if you don't get out of here with this nonsense, See, like I was, uh, that's that's why I can't pick. The, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. That's why I can't pick. Ohio State to win it this year in the in the Big Ten. I think Ohio State will be dethroned this year in the Big Ten. I I I, I do too. I, I'm not sold on Justin Justin Fields and his character. First first of all, but here are the people that they passed up in the Big Ten. They said Jonathan. So Jonathan Taylor, who may be Wisconsin's all time leading rusher. Okay, and is going to be a high draft pick. Okay, he's not as they got Justin Fields ranked over him. All right. J.K. Dobbins, the running back from Ohio State. All right. What the hell is going on there? <laughs> yeah. Ohio State already loaded with talent that's already proven. Yeah. Some of the best players in the country. So, Justin, uh, that makes me mad. Yeah. I, sometimes I hate, you know, sites like yeah. that. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, and then in the Big 12. They have the best player in the Big 12 as Jalen Hurts. Oh my gosh. All right. I mean, Jay, uh, the, like I mean, Jalen. He's more. I, I'll take that over Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I, I would mean, too. At least Jalen. <laughs> at least Jalen got a winning record. I would too, dude. But like, you got to think about it. That these schools have 
like guys who are going to be drafted in the top ten, like the like the the DB Caden Stearns from uh, Texas. You got Sam Ellinger from Texas. You got the you know you got um C- oh you got the the receiver CD Lamb might be the best re- one CD of the- Lamb. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> I'm like the disrespect is on Max. Like they've gone full Alex Jones of college football. Um and then and in the Pac-12 it was even more outrageous. You know who they said the best player in the Pac-12 is? Probably somebody from UCLA. No, no. He's never even taken a snap for a Pac-12 team, but he was from somewhere else. Oh, uh, Eason? Yeah, Jacob Eason. <laughs> SEC, I man, was like, we're everywhere. I was like, did you forget that, A, like, if you just wanted to look at quarterbacks, they got oh, just – Oregon got a top – to draft yeah, I was, and then Stanford's quarterback who I think is completely underrated KJ Costello who lit it up last year too I'm like so you gonna tell me that that that's what you got out of that man I, w- I was just so disturbed that I couldn't even I, I was like I I don't I couldn't even make sense of it couldn't even make sense of it. That, that's hilarious. Uh, that's hilarious. Yep. So let's go on to the to the Big Ten. So they have their two conferences, the East and the West. Thank God they changed their names from like the, you know, like the legends and the leaders or whatever the hell it used to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> who do you have winning the Big Ten East? The Big Ten East, it has to be Michigan's year this year, and this is why. John Harbaugh. Or is it Jim? No, that's Jim. I forget that's which Jim. one. It's Jim. Yeah, yeah, Jim. Khaki man. Um, khaki man. You know, wear the same clothes every day, Jim. You know, the guy, hell of a NFL coach, did a tremendous job with the San Francisco 49ers, went to uh, back-to-back NFC championship games, had a top defense, great offense, and all that stuff. Ever since he's been at Michigan, for one, he cannot beat Ohio State. Has not right? beat them. Nope. Two, Two, I want to say he has a losing record versus Michigan State as well. Yes, I believe or it that might that's be five hundred. Yeah. But I want to say he has a losing record versus Michigan State. They put up, they gave this man nine million a year. Am I correct in saying? Yes, that? somewhere around yeah. there, right? Yep. They don't give you nine million a year just because you're Jim Harbaugh. No, we're going to give you that money because we want to beat Michigan State, and one, we want to beat Ohio State. Yep. Michigan Michigan has a quarterback. They have probably one of probably the second best, maybe third best top receiving groups in the country. I don't know if I can put them over Alabama. I think Alabama might got three future first round picks at receiver. And that's no mm-hmm. hype. I hate Alabama, but the guys, I mean, they got some some players at receiver. Uh, but they have weapons on offense. They've always had a pretty decent uh, defense. I think this is the year with Urban Meyer out of the picture that Jim Harbaugh can take the crown of the Big Ten and uh, get Michigan in that that playoff spot uh, at the end of the year. So I think Michigan is going to win the East and win the Big Ten. Who do you have coming out of the West? I have Wisconsin. Um, the uh, consistent, like you said, they got John Taylor coming back. Uh, I'm a big fan of Leonard, the, their DC. He played uh, for the Ravens for a long time, played with the Jets as well. He's done a tremendous job uh, with that defense and some sound, uh, fast NFL style uh, playing guys. Uh, I got Wisconsin coming out of the West um, versus Michigan, but I have Michigan winning the whole thing uh, in the Big Ten. Wrong wrong <laughs> so okay i agree with everything you said about jim harbaugh i and i want to believe that jim, i know that he's been a good coach i've said it consistently he's been a late adopter offensively i refuse to believe i i, I just can't make myself believe that a good coach Guy who's been successful with a bunch of different places can't could be continuously be this stubborn for this long in terms of offensively. Because last year, Michigan had one of the they, I think they had the number one ranked defense in the whole country. They were stopping everybody, but they couldn't score points. Like they were the, you know, like they were like they're the LSU of the Big Ten. All these mm-hmm. great, all these great defenders. Can't put can't put 
the, you know, 28 points on the board against any type of respectable defense. And eventually, at some point in time, when you play great offenses, like your defense, it, it can only hold so long. You know, when you have a team, like when they ran against Ohio State last year, they ran into a buzzsaw. Like that team could score with anybody in the country at the end of the season. And it was a damn shame that yep. they couldn't be in the playoffs because they didn't get, you know, they didn't think they were one of the top four teams. But at the end of the day, you're like, wow, this team m- m- might have been able to put up a fight against Alabama Clemson. Like this team was like, I mean, they had so much talent. So, yeah, but so I everything in the Big Ten, the Big Ten East hinges on. Jim Harbaugh and his desire and his ability to get out of the run and punt style of football, which is we're going to run it on first down. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. I mean, in terms of running in a phone booth, too. He's got to let Shea Patterson throw the football and all that. And Mm -hmm. if he does that, Michigan will not only win the Big Ten, but they will make the playoffs. But And I agree. If he let let Shea Patterson loose. Yep. I think I, I agree with everything that you just said, and it's just going to be depending on, I guess, how Jim Harbaugh handles this offense. And don't don't they have a new OC, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a new That's OC right. this year. But you know, you know who, what team? Where I was saying you were wrong is in the West. The team that is going to win the West this year is going to be the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Oh, and you know, I'm not even going to be mad at this. Let let me hear why, because I, I I'm a Frost fan, so. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't go against you on this one. They almost beat Ohio State last year. They started out the almost season almost doesn't I, count. I, I know, but I'm saying like they were extremely competitive, and they would have won more games. But their quarterback, Adrian Martinez, was hurt in the beginning of the season, so they uh, they lost that game. Uh, the first game of the season to the to I think Colorado. Yeah, to Colorado last year. Adrian Martinez ended up getting hurt. They had their backup quarterback transferred out because he didn't win the job. He transferred to Oregon State, so he wasn't even there. It was a situation very similar to um, like Clemson when Trevor Lawrence got got hurt. Then they had to bring in a walk on dude. It was kind. It was kind of like that. oh yeah, versus Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. So um, except for he wasn't able to hold on, and it took him a while to get healthy. And Nebraska recruited well. Scott Frost is a phenomenal coach. Look at what he did with UCF. And if he can do that, like he turned UCF from a defeated team. When I say defeated, they went over zero and twelve. To two years later, they were twelve and zero. So, uh, so uh, do not sleep on Scott Frost. And I have Nebraska winning the entire Big Twelve. I'm sorry, the entire Big Ten. But there is the hardball caveat. That we just talked about. <laughs> that Harbaugh can undo all that. But you know, wh- whether he does or yeah. not is a whole different story. Yep, I agree. I, I mean, I'm a, I, I hated Frost when he was at UCF uh, because of the backlash that Auburn got after they beat us in the, the bowl game. But we were coming off a disappointment in the SEC championship and stuff like that. But I was a Frost fan when he played uh, at Nebraska. So I, I really do hope he turns that program around. So, yeah. Um, what do you what are, what are your expectations for Penn State, though? Because I'm just one. I mean, it just feels like that it's kind of time. Like if you are a a Penn State fan, I feel like the clock is ticking. Like you're, you're like, uh, it's about time for them to, about time for them for James Franklin to hit the corner. It's his sixth year there, and it's time for them to, you know, like they got off probation, got the team going in the right direction. But now it's time to win the conference, right? Yeah, no, it, it, it's time. And I want to say they were, uh, was it last year they had the close game with Ohio State? Lost it in OT or lost it late yeah, they, where the quarterback had a hell of a game. Yes, and then they they called timeout to run the ball on fourth and five. And it was just a disaster. And everybody's like, what are you doing, James Franklin? Like, that's the play that you yeah. called. T- they had a TV timeout, then called the timeout. So basically you had two back-to-back timeouts, and that's the play you came up with. Like it'd be different if it was a run pass option, at least like give your quarterback nah. some some options. He didn't give a de- uh he didn't give Trace McSorley a fighting chance on that play. 
No, nah, I'm with you though. I think the uh, I think the fans are eager. They're ready for Penn State to win. Uh, they're ready for that to be a consistent winning program as well. I know they've had some hot years, but I think they're ready to kind of compete for that Big Ten year in, year out, and uh, be in that conversation for the playoff yeah. spot. Because, I mean, like me and you both know, Penn State is a big program. That's a big-time football program. So uh, they're, they're used to winning, and their fan base is ready for it now. So. Yeah, and another team I don't think you can sleep on, though, is Iowa. Iowa had had a good year last year. Their quarterback, Nathan Stanley, is supposed to be good. You know, I think that this is a team that can – that could potentially sneak up and do something in the conference too, but I'm not sold. I just don't think they have that much talent. Yeah. I mean, that I can't, I can't sit here and say I will, will win the big 10 when uh, Ohio state is at the top of the boards and recruiting in Michigan as well, year in, year out. Uh, but it is a good football program. They do compete. They have beaten some guys, but uh, to win the Big Ten, they're going to need a few more players. And I hope they hear this and that motivates them. So <laughs> there you go. Motivation before the season. All right. Well, let's move on to the next conference. Let's move on to the Big 12. The Big 12 has no divisions. I mean, they're just 10 teams playing straight up, which I love. I love the fact that everybody plays everybody. You know, so there's no yeah. schedule roulette, you know, like – you know, like Alabama and Georgia don't play in the regular season. Oregon, UCLA don't play this season. You got like, you know, like you don't have some of the. No, I got yeah, you. you don't have some of the marquee matchups. Who do you have coming out of the Big uh, Big Twelve? Oklahoma, man. I mean, Lincoln Riley got that thing rolling right now. Uh, I mean, you get. Jalen Hurts to transfer from Alabama. The only only thing the kids ever done was win. Um, I mean, you you got wide receivers and land. Uh, your defensive coordinator, uh, I forget his dang name. I should have wrote his name down, but he's a new defensive coordinator. And for your defense to be as bad as it was last year, uh, you will hope that they will help the offense out just even the slightest margin from what <laughs> from what they did last year. And they'll be even better than they were last year. Um, and just team overall, I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is better than Kyler Murray by any stretch, uh, but just team overall, I think, you know, Oklahoma is just, you know, I don't want to say head and above. Texas did finish the year well. Texas has closed in and uh, got that feeling that Texas is back. Uh, but I still think Texas is a year away. I think Oklahoma wins the Big 12 again this year. I am interested to see what Lincoln Riley does with Jalen Hurts because the knock on Jalen Hurts by me and everybody else was his, is his passing. You know, like, is he an yep. elite? Accuracy. Yeah, is he an elite decision maker and passer? And he didn't show that at Alabama. And, I mean, that's why Tua was mm-hmm. able to take the job, take command. Like, it was clear. Even though Jalen wins, he saved Alabama in the SEC championship last year, saved them mm-hmm. when when Tua couldn't yep. do anything against Georgia. But 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 we've we've talked about Tua and the front running and all that stuff. And even though the kid is amazingly talented, like his situation has not like lend itself to uh, that. But, but we'll talk about that in a minute when we get to the SEC. Um, but if Lincoln Riley can turn Jalen Hurts into like a real passing quarterback, dude, I, I do this. I predict Oklahoma will win. Well, it'll be Oklahoma and Clemson in the next like three, three championships because he's going to get all the recruits, all the wide receivers that, that he wants the quarterbacks that he wants. Cause they're going to be like, yo, this dude keeps putting out first round quarterbacks and, and yeah. I want to be there. And, and then if the defense is better, Oh, good God, bro. This team is going to be <laughs> unbelievable. But uh, I, I do think that their biggest competition this year is going to be Texas. You know, mm-hmm. like they may end up playing twice this year, like they did last year in the big 12 championship. Like, it, they're probably going to end up playing each other twice because I don't see, um, you know, West Virginia's way down since Hogerson left. Uh, Kansas is just Kansas. Texas Tech has a brand new coach. Kansas State, good God, 
I mean, like they like they're teams that are tough, but they're just not that. And uh, Baylor should be better under uh, Matt Rule this year. But the team that like oh oh and TCU last year that was a good football team. They just had so many injuries, dude. Like I was like they uh, their coach he must not be living right, man. Like. <laughs> When, when you when we, I was like Gary Patterson, what are you doing in your private life, buddy? Like you had like you lost like three quarterbacks, lost half your defense, the injury for the season. I'm like, come on, man! Like you need to sage the locker room or something. What What do you think has to happen for Texas to overtake OU for the the Big Twelve championship? The same thing that Georgia has to do to overcome Alabama. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you don't think Texas can just straight up beat them? Um, I, I, I think that they are very close to being where they are talent wise, very close to being where uh, Oklahoma is offensively. Um, I, I, th- I think that Texas is better on defense. I think they're oh, for, okay. I think I think yeah. they're tougher. I think they are. You know that they have more dudes on defense. And Oklahoma was just getting by on defense the last couple of years, just just getting by. So, I, I I do think that Texas can win. And just so you know, as talented as I think Oklahoma is, my prediction though is Texas wins, even though that they may not be as talented. I got Texas winning the Big Twelve. Just so you know. Okay. All right. So okay, Texas win the Big Twelve. Let let, let me give you this scenario: Texas wins the Big Twelve. Uh, let's say Auburn wins the SEC because that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, Clemson wins the ACC. Michigan wins the Big Ten, and uh, Washington wins. The Excuse Pac-12. you? You're watching mouse. Hey. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, let's let's say for the sake of argument, who's the top four? Yeah, who's the top? Assuming four? that Washington is un defeated and yeah well assuming all five of them are undefeated right mm-hmm. yep. and i think that they're gonna compare the schedules yeah and i think that um well you're gonna if if auburn wins the sec and they're undefeated or actually i, I don't think auburn would win the the whole SEC undefeated. I think that Auburn at best this year is a one loss team. I mean, like best case scenario that, and that doesn't mean I don't think that they could win the, the national championship. No, I, I got saying, you. We got the toughest schedule yeah. in, the, in the country. So I yeah, got yeah. you. I think yeah. that they could lose a game and still win the SEC, which is, which is, which is possible. So yeah. then Auburn is going to, don't you say it. Don't you say I, it. No, 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 listen, 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 a one with, with all the propaganda and hype and ESPN being in the bed with SEC and all that, and then them having the college football playoff, all that. So Auburn's going to get in. And then that would mean that Auburn beat Oregon. So then it would depend Mm -hmm. on how Washington beat Oregon. No, 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 no. Let's say Oregon beats Auburn. Okay. Non-conference game. Say they lost a close game. Say Auburn lost last second field goal to Oregon oh, to open okay. the year. And then and then Washington won the conference undefeated. That, yeah, and Washington and Oregon has one loss to Washington who went undefeated and they won the conference. And Washington won the conference who's 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 undefeated. I, I Yeah, Washington's undefeated. Okay, so then, Oregon finished with one loss to Washington. So then Washington absolutely gets into the playoff. One one hundred percent because you would have had a Pac twelve team Beat in yeah, I, I agree. Beat the SEC championship. I, I I think that that's probably the only scenario. Provided Michigan and um, you know Oklahoma were undefeated too. I think that that's the only scenario that the SEC gets left out of the playoffs. I think that that's the only way. So so say Auburn goes, they lose to Oregon, mm-hmm. who only had one loss to Washington who won the conference, but Auburn had one loss to, let's say, Georgia, who only had one loss. So Auburn finishes the year with two losses, but they win their conference. Auburn still get in? I think so. I mean, there, there, okay. there's just so much hype sur- surrounding it. But, I mean, that also, you that that's assuming Clemson is undefeated. 
the the the, yeah, the, yeah, the Big Ten champion is undefeated, and and undefeated, yep. and any other, you know, like undefeated teams are going to be ranked higher. I mean, that's just the fact, especially if they come from the Big Ten mm-hmm. or the you know Big Ten SEC or the or name is Clemson, then yeah, they're going to be good. But uh, let's let, let's go on to the SEC, the East and the West. Your your stomping grounds, your folks. Who you got? Out of the West, of course, I got my Auburn Tigers coming out of the West. Not because that's my school. I rep them. Uh, I, I honestly think that they have a shot to win the West. And it's just off of the strength of they're going to have one of the best defenses in the conference. Yep. They got weapons on offense. So if the quarterback can just come in and manage the game and not be, you know, not turn the ball over, make make the plays that we're supposed to make. I think Auburn can be a dangerous, dangerous football team just because of the uh, veterans and the guys that they got coming back this year. They're, they're, they're a veteran team. Uh, to the T, you know, it's not too many just young players at key positions except the quarterback how, position, and that's going to be the how key. How did Gus Malzahn's offense get put in a trick bag last year and they couldn't score? Like, I mean, how were people able to stop it? But <laughs> this year is going to be going again. Uh, I mean, but the year before they were scoring. That's the thing. So it's like one of those like. I don't know if we need to just go back to what we do. Like we were considered a running football team, even though we're a spread team. Uh, we we ran the football, and I think we kind of went away from that. Um, our offensive line wasn't as good last year, but you get a bunch of those guys back, so the chemistry, the veteran leadership, all of that stuff should play a part and help. You know, we had last year. I want to say we had three new guys. You know, starting for the first time, and it didn't go well. I thought we tried to force Jared to be somebody that he's not. But if we just go back to just running, the, being a run first football team, uh, play action, throw the ball deep. I mean, that's what Auburn football was. Run first, play action, throw the ball over the top. If we can just get back to that, I think we'll be fine. I mean, last year our offense was horrible. Um, Don't get me wrong. And our defense played well. But you know how it is when you got a spread team and it's three and out. Turnover, three and out, three and out. Your defense can only do so much. And I felt like those guys got worn out towards the end of the year. And that's why they started to – not play like themselves towards the end of the year. But I think those corrections on offense has been made this offseason. Uh, I got a good vibe when I went down there and visited the team. I mean, both quarterbacks has done a tremendous job of taking ownership of, uh, you know, the leadership spot, you know, getting the players to believe in them. So, I mean, I honestly think we're going to be fine. Normally when we don't have the hype going into the season, uh, we always finish on almost well on top or close to being on top towards the end of the year. But for whatever reason, when we're preseason number eight, preseason number nine, preseason you know top ten, uh, we just don't live up to those expectations. And I think with those expectations being down a little bit, I think we're going to be fine this year. Here, here's what I see for Auburn. Okay, is I think they. I mean, they have an extremely tough schedule. They play at Texas A&M, then Mississippi State, then at Florida, but, but at, after playing Oregon. And then and then their their middle is kind of, you know, manageable. They got at Arkansas, at LSU, Mississippi. And then they're off week, then it's Georgia, Samford, and Alabama. And I, I, I do think that Auburn is going to drop one of those you know, like a game to Texas A&M or Florida or somebody, somebody on the on the east side. Well, I think they're going to either lose to Florida or Georgia on the east side. And then they're going to win the West after a well, I, well I'm, I'm saying that they can with um, with the game against Alabama. And then you got Alabama, who's going to win all of their games except for the Auburn game under a scenario where Auburn wins the championship, where Auburn wins the SEC West. I don't, I don't like LSU to win it. I don't think, I don't believe in their offense. I don't believe in any of that. But I do have, I have Bama winning the the West. I mean, I do. I have Bama winning the okay. West until they don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah I got and you. Then on the. And then on the east side of the SEC, I I like Georgia, but it is something. It, it's weird. It is something about Georgia that doesn't. I don't believe the same way everybody else believes about Georgia. I know that they're extremely talented. 
that they had a top recruiting class the last few years. But I just do not believe that this team is going to like just just run the table the same way everybody says. I mean, but I do think that their path to the East Championship is going to be pretty reasonable because they're just more. Ta- they're going to beat Vanderbilt easy. <clears throat> they're going to beat Kentucky. K- Kentucky's last year was like an anomaly. Ten- <laughs> Tennessee is not where not you know. Uh, talent-wise, competitive enough. South Carolina should present a decent game. Missouri is going to be a wipeout. And Florida, you know, like that game against Florida, I just I just don't see it, bro. I just do not see it because that game um, is obviously in Jacksonville, the biggest tailgate in the world. Uh, but no, I know it was the biggest cocktail party in the world. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. So yeah, so I got <laughs> I, I got Georgia and Alabama again, but I am I am in on the Auburn upset though. I'm in on the Auburn upset. See, my East prediction, I got Florida coming out of really? the East. I do, and and only reason I say that is because not because I think Florida is just going to surprise everybody and be great. Um, I don't think that. I think they might. You know, even though I got them beating Georgia, I also got them maybe slipping up versus somebody else in the East. Um, but I think Florida, I, I just don't believe, like you, I just don't believe in everything that, you know, this Georgia hype gets. Yep. You know, they still, I mean, they won the SEC two years ago, uh, uh, but they they sometimes act like they've won national yes. championships and they just haven't. Yes. They haven't. And, uh, you know, they've gotten the players, they've gotten a good coach, they got the system, they got the the things that they've been crying about uh, during Mark Reich's tenure. And he didn't do nothing but win 10 games every year when he was at Georgia. But it's just something about them that they're, they're not going to be able to finish it. And that's been Georgia's M.O. from forever. They Why just can't ne- they always lose the and big then, one. And, and, like, that's the thing. I mean, even though they put a ton of players in the NFL – I'm just it, it's the way people talk about Georgia is like Georgia's Alabama. They're not like that's not their history. Yeah, they're not. Uh, Auburn, Auburn they're not. has a much better history than than Georgia does of winning stuff. <laughs> I appreciate that. We appreciate that as a fan base. I mean, I mean, it's the <laughs> truth. I mean, I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, I just don't believe I just don't believe in it. I mean, the SEC East is weak. Uh, teams are getting better, but it is weak. It is an easier path for Georgia. So if they do end up winning the East going into the SEC championship, I do see that. Uh, but I think Florida upsets them this year and uh, Florida comes out of the East. All right. Well, the the, the final conference uh, and we left this conference for last because it is the conference of champions. The Pac-12. In track. In no, track. In, in everything. Uh, they've won in everything. Uh, we have the most national championships of any conference in all the land in in sports. Okay. I mean, I mean, am I am I am I, am I, I mean, nineteen seventy five? Don't count. No, nineteen eighty. No, we're still winning count. on a regular basis. Let's go from two thousand. We're still winning. That, that we're 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 still winning, bro. I mean, every every year, <laughs> every year, more Pac twelve teams win championships than every other conference. They, they, are are you ready for my Pac twelve uh, prediction? Come on, bro. Come on with it. Out of the South, SC is back. Fight. On go Trojans, they're back. SC's coming out of the south, and in the north, or Washington. Doug Peterson is the best coach in the Pac 12, and he's going to prove to everybody in the Pac 12 why he's the best coach again this year. He lost nine defensive starters, and he's just going to reload, and they're going to get the job done again. Washington wins uh, the north, and Washington wins the Pac 12 again. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? I'm done. I'm done. First of all, USC is very talented. They have the second best wide receiver core in the country. The second best. Who's your first? Who's your first? Um, Because they have Amon Ross St. Brown. They have uh, uh, the Pittman kid and Tyler Vons. Like their wide receiver core is legit. Like they are – 
in I mean, just ridiculous. Clay Helton is clearly coaching for his job. And I think that that's going to motivate the team because he's a coach who is very well liked by his players. Very well liked. Mm -hmm. So that's going to lend itself to them playing even harder this year. But the team that is going to win the South, when I was at Pac-12 Media Day, the media picked Utah to win the South. I don't believe in Utah like that. I think that they're still short on talent, even though that their defense is always one of the best in the country. I don't think that their offense with Tyler Huntley coming back at quarterback after being hurt at the end of last year and Shelly coming in and playing all right. I don't think that they are going to win it. I have a long shot, a a upset special brewing in UCLA winning the Pac-12 South. UCLA? Yes. I think that everybody is sleeping on them. I think Chip Kelly has been in the lab doing doing some doing his his not talking at Chip Kelly. <laughs> yeah, stuff. doing his Chip Kelly. You know, he got his <laughs> abacus out doing all type of, you know, he came up with something. And I just something that's gonna shake it up. So I like him. But the the thing that you uh where you pick Washington versus USC. Here's the only thing about that. If that did happen, I would pick USC to win the championship only because um, USC has a bye week before the Pac-12 championship. <laughs> I forgot about and, that. <laughs> yeah, and what, which is idiocy with the schedule yeah, makers. That's crazy. And then Washington is going to play Washington State in a night game. Yeah, we oh, talked about God. this on, a, on another episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but a team that people do have to watch out for in the South is Arizona State as well. Because uh, Herm Edwards is doing his thing down there. They've recruited well. He's got great uh, coaches, former NFL coaches coaching these kids. Uh, but out of the North, even though these dudes have a very tough schedule, um, I like I like Oregon to come out of the North. I do. I think that they are talented, but like I've said before, their officer coordinator, Arroyo, has to do his thing this year. But they have a tough schedule in the fact that play Auburn first, then they play, and then on the road this year, they play at Stanford, at Washington, at USC, and at Arizona State. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, so if they make it out of – the Pac-12, and then Auburn undefeated. Then this is clearly a this is clearly a national championship caliber team. Oregon will lose three games this year. I will slap you through my microphone, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're drunk. No, so uh, so you got Oregon coming out of the North and Oregon winning the Pac-12. Correct. I got Oregon versus UCLA in the Pac-12 championship and Oregon winning. Do you have your quarterback winning the Heisman then with that successful season? You think that means he probably if, will be if, the Heisman oh, winner? If they win the Pac-12 and they're undefeated, he's he's winning the Heisman. Like, I mean, it's just – I mean, Don't you act like Trevor Lawrence is not going to do numbers this year. Oh, snap. I forgot about touchdown Jesus. And, and he's got the hype. And he's got the hype. But they said touchdown Jesus could have went number one overall last dude, year. Dude, that kid is the truth. Like, don't like nah, he's, he's better than Tua. He's better than Herbert. No he's question. He's better than all no them question. boys. Like, it is NFL teams no right, right now that'll be like, come on, come on, come on. We'll we'll uh, we'll uh, yeah. take you first. Come on, please. Yeah, we will we will pay you that money and we think you're a good person too. No question. So who are your playoff no teams? What are your four playoff teams? My four my four playoff teams is Auburn, mm -hmm. Michigan, Clemson, and Oklahoma. Okay. And then who do you have? So who do you have playing each other? I will have Auburn playing Clemson, Oklahoma playing Michigan. And then who do you have coming out of that? Uh, Auburn beating Clemson by 17. Oh, God. Oh. Probably. Probably. Oh. In, uh, yeah, no. I don't know where they're going to no, play gonna at. Drug I'm going to just guess you. like the Sugar they're Bowl or drug something. Test you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The game probably be in Atlanta or New Orleans, so it'll be lit. 
So, yeah, Auburn will beat, uh, beat Clemson by 17. And then uh, Oklahoma run up the score on Michigan. Dude, they're going to drug test you. And then, then Auburn then Auburn beats Oklahoma last second field goal just to throw it back in Oregon's face and re- re- give them some memories of when we uh, when we beat them the same way. Oh, God. So oh. that and then Gus signs another extension. And now he's getting 10 a year. He's the highest paid coach in the SEC. And then he, and the, the, and, then uh, he wins and five games. And, risk, and he yeah. wins five games. <laughs> and then, <next> year. <laughs> then he wins five games the next year. <laughs> And the fans are calling for his buyout. <laughs> Man, Gus is great. I'm telling you, Gus is going to shock people now. Hey, Gus is going to shock people hey, this year. Hey, he's the dude with nine lives who won't die. Like, as soon as you think you're going to kill him, he'd be like, nope, here's a here's a playoff <laughs> berth, baby. You can't kill me. You should have saw his, his interview at the SEC Media Days. They were asking about kind of like expectations and he's just like look man you know where we're at you know you just can't win nine ten games <laughs> and thank you think you're okay you got to bring home trophies around here yep. so i mean he's right that's that's what that's what it is when you're competing with alabama your georgias and you know teams like that so you know you got to bring home some hardware okay. my playoff teams in order i got oregon number one no, 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 I'm sorry. Jeez, jeez, jeez Louise. I, I wrote them down in the wrong order. I apologize. I have Clemson number one. All right. I have Oregon number two. Texas number three. And Bama number four. So now, Bama and Clemson meet in the first round of the playoffs. Clemson wins. Okay. And then we got Texas and Oregon playing in the first round. Oregon wins, and then Clemson run up. And the then score. Clemson, and then Clemson Oregon. beats Oregon. By how much? Listen, listen. Whether 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 <laughs> whether whether you lose by one or one million, a loss is a loss. Oh, wait, hold, hold up. I, I will I will tell you this. It'll be less than how it'll be less than the twenty eight Clemson beat uh, Alabama by last year. How about that? I knew a SEC, I knew a SEC shot was coming. Forty four to sixteen. Tell me this: if Clemson win the national championship this year, where is Dabo ranks in the greats conversation? Oh Lord, dude, dude! Great coaches are built in college. Like he had okay. Dabo Sweeney would have taken the job at at Clemson when people unceremoniously didn't think that he should get it. Turned him into a yep. not only a national championship, two-time national championship team, a recruiting powerhouse, a uh, I mean a national conversation, a like looked at as an elite program. Like they like he turned like he essentially did. Okay, Clemson was Georgia, and then he turned them into got them over the hump, overcame all that noise. Like and he turned Clemson into a spot where there is no job that you could offer Dabo Sweeney that he would leave Clemson, not even Alabama. Uh, no, he so? would not leave there. He's he is a b- because he would have to get his defensive coordinator to come with him too, and I don't think he's coming. So, so like it, it you know, like you have to be content where where you are. Like there's nothing that Alabama can give. Dabo Sweeney that he does not already have at Clemson. They can't give him. But Clemson must have was thinking about something. They put in his contract that uh, what, what the buyout the buyout is even higher if Alabama if he was ever to leave them to go to Alabama. It's some in his contract with with Alabama's name on. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't blame him. Just just in case you ever thinking about. I mean, but then that goes to go to show because if you're Dabo. You're like, cool, that ain't no problem. I ain't leaving no way. You you can put whatever Alabama clause you want in there because I ain't going to Alabama no way. <laughs> I feel yeah. you. I might agree with yeah. that. So, I mean, as good as I mean, as good as Alabama is and historically and all of that stuff, like you gotta understand that people are happy where they are some some sometimes. And it's not like Bama can give him more money. They can't give him more prestige because he's winning there. It's not like Alabama can recruit better because uh, he's prob- he has a chance to sign the number one according to 24-7. The, the, the kids rank number one, two, three, and four. 
He's already got number one and three or one and two committed to Clemson already. But he may get all number one, number two, number three, and number four to go to Clemson for the 2020 class. What? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy what he's doing. I mean, this might be a a topic uh, for conversation on another podcast, but we should we should probably have a topic about when coaches leave certain programs, what type or who will those programs try to get to replace oh, those yeah. coaches? Because because if whenever Nick Saban leaves, they're not just going to hire some new up and coming coach. They're, they're going to want a big name to keep that machine going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I 100 percent agree with you i agree with you there um yeah so we have completed our predictions on the power five the power five fight with george rice joab powers you guys make sure that you guys share the power five fight with a friend tell them about it greatest damn college football podcast in all the land where we talk the real we talk the truth uh and you guys make sure you guys check us out each and every week we will be live each and every week with the, with the hot takes, college football, top tens, all of this. Thank you guys. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your energy. Peace out. We will catch you guys next week. <laughs>